Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That was good. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. This is the pre-start of our service tonight. I want to have a just an instructional of we're going to do a candlelight service here in just a few minutes. We have some Methodist friends here that said we needed to practice. Okay, but very simple. During the um, candlelight service, we'll probably go down these two aisles right here and light the candles. And as we do, the lit candle always stays straight. The unlit candle is the only one that bends. Do we know why? You, you would think we know, but we don't know. Because at the close of the service, it'll be whacked all over the place if we don't do this. And I would just encourage you to, for, for your hand's sake, because it does burn when it hits your hand, just to do this and light it and just, and then let the next person, when your, your uh, candle is lit, to then to light yours, okay? And we'll fill up this whole area with light at the close of the service. Is that, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Okay, awesome. Well, we're, we're so glad that you're here to, tonight to celebrate with us the birth of our Savior. And this is a special um, Christmas Eve service. Uh, I'll be honest with you, these are, when I started coming to Papa Springs, was when I started going to Christmas Eve services. Um, these are, this is, um, and I, can, um, I know how special they are now. And I'm thankful that I can be a part of it. But tonight we're going to celebrate the birth of the one who is the light of the world. And we come to worship God the Father and His Son, Jesus born in Bethlehem of Judea, the light of the world. But even as we celebrate His birth, we are reminded of the fact that because He was born unto us a Savior, He was born to die as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We therefore must remember him in his death also. So let us now prepare ourselves to observe the Lord's Supper. And the way we do that is by being just mindful of if there's anything between us and God at this time. There is a, 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 a God does not take every act of worship as worthy of him if we allow sin to clog that. So this is a time that we look at our own lives and if there's anything that might be interfering between us and God, this is a time as we have a time of prayer that you confess and repent of that so that you can come and participate in the Lord's cup. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this time. Father, as we pray together tonight, Lord, we want to say thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son. And we're so thankful, Father, that, Lord, that we have this opportunity to celebrate you with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And, Lord, we come today, Lord, and we ask you to search our hearts, to search every part of our being. And, Lord, we give you this chance, Lord, to convict us, to remind us, Father, when we have fallen short of your glory. And Lord, we confess that to you right now. And Lord, your word promises us that if we confess our sins, that you're faithful and just to forgive us. 
That's one of the reasons we celebrate you today. It's because through your son's blood, we can be forgiven. So, Father, we confess at this time those things that displeases you that are in our lives. And, Lord, we pray that you'll help us to repent of those sins that so fell us. And, Father, we're going to praise you, Lord, as we are now prepared to take the Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. As they're coming to lead us in worship tonight, I am just so thankful to be here and to be a part of this. I'm glad to know that the Word became flesh. And I'm also so glad to have good news and that we don't praise Him just as the child in the manger, but as the conquering King, as the provider, of, as the healer. And today as I was standing back there greeting some folks coming in, I heard good news about Mr. King and that he's going to be coming home Tuesday. Can we just give the Lord a hand or another walk?
We now come to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of Christ's broken body and shed blood. The Word says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. In John chapter 6, Jesus said, This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the bread manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. Then Jesus took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it to the disciples, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin.
reading at this time, and I'm going to ask you to get the little paper that um, you were given when you entered this uh, evening. And I'm going to ask you to please stand in reverence to God's Word. If you've never done responsive reading, uh, I'll be one part. I'm the pastor, and you're the congregation. Okay? It's about as simple as that. Okay? So, let's begin. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him not anything was made that was Him. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Thank you. You may be seated. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that we as your family can gather together to celebrate the coming of our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, he was born and laid in a manger in a trough. Lord, he came in humble conditions. Shepherds came and saw him after celebrating and being shocked by your messengers, the angels. And Father, we're just so thankful, Lord, that we can be reminded of how much you love us by providing salvation for us through your Son. So Lord, as we come together and we open your word tonight, speak to us. Remind us, Lord, that Jesus is the light of the world. But Father, we are His reflection to this world, and may we take that serious tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The passage I want to uh, just you be thoughtful of tonight is found in John chapter 8, verse, verse 12. Just one verse. And Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but I have the light of life. That's an incredible declaration out there. When Jesus declares himself the light, he is symbolizing the holiness of God. Not only is he symbolizing the holiness of God, he is referencing himself as divine, as God himself. And Jesus is not merely a light or another light. He's the one and only true light. As the light, Jesus illuminates the truth and gives people a spiritual understanding and reveals to us God Himself, God the Father Himself, and what He has done for us. It's, it's, a, it's amazing how in the Old Testament you see God as fire. Do y'all remember God as fire? Well, we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes because when Jesus said these words, he was in the part of the temple that was called the treasure. Where the, this is where the offerings were taking place. They had a special place just for offerings. And a huge, huge torches were above them. And lamps burned to symbolize the pillar of fires that led the people of Israel through the wilderness. You remember that at night they had a, a, a fire that led them. And these, these torches were a symbolism of that. So here Jesus is, 
And he's declaring to the people, I'm the light of the world. And there's a fire behind me. Do you see the, see, he, 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 he didn't, this was by no accident he did this. There's a difference between light and fire, amen? Uh, I, I'll tell you this if you don't know it already. My last name is Burnett. Okay? And Burnett likes, we like to burn things. I, I don't know if it's just her, uh, it's gone down, uh, my heritage is this. Uh, I don't know how many near-death experiences I've, I've had around fire. Uh, one time, my older brother, we were at Eastway Park on the east side of Spartanburg, and we were burning something, and somebody had the bright idea to pour gas on this pile that we were, we were about to burn. And my brother's a pretty big fellow. Uh, he's he always been big. And uh, I, I know how fast he is now. Because he was the one that was elected to put the, 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 the little uh, match on the pile that had gas. Now, let me tell you, don't ever put gas on a pot, okay? Y'all know why? Fumes. Fumes. Because one thing, I was standing behind him, and the next thing I know, fire engulfed him. And he's a big boy. I didn't see him any longer. And you know what the fire did to him? Took his eyebrows. No longer. His, his arms, or his hair on his arms were singed. And it was just like this. It, the fire did like this. It went in and just came out back. like, whoo. I heard it. Because I was starting to run too. I was close enough to feel the heat. But God was, God, if you, I want you to notice this in Deuteronomy 4. Notice verse 24 says this. This is in the Old Testament. The Lord your God is a consuming fire. A jealous God. Now, you can't wrap your arms around a consuming fire. Amen? I wouldn't try it. Okay? But a light, a light you can hold in your hand. Uh, just recently I bought these flashlights. Okay? That might not sound big to you, but my family knows how important those flashlights were for me. At least my wife does. Uh, There's one that can zoom in and out. You can do all kinds of things, flash and all this kind of stuff. And I can see out in the woods now. Because I, I needed to see something, because I hear stuff out in the woods around my house, and I always wanted to know what was out there. And I can hold that in my hand, and, 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 and it profits me. Jesus makes the difference. He, he compares the fire between light, because in Christ, God became a light personified. Jesus brought God's presence, protection, and guidance into the world in an approachable way. Now God could be known with an intimacy not possible with a consuming fire. How well do you know God as a holy fire? How much do you know Him as a light of the world? Because as a light of the world, He's revealing Himself on a constant basis. Jesus is claiming to be the light of the world. He defined his unique position as the one true light for all people, not just the Jews. In Isaiah 49, verse 6, this is Old Testament now. Notice what Isaiah says. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribe of Jacob 
and to restore in the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles. That's what we are, most of us. That you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. You know, death brings eternal darkness. But the Father of Jesus means never to walk in darkness. It means that we walk in the light of life. When we follow Jesus and accept Him as our Savior and Lord and follow Him, we are walking in light. And I'm so thankful for that. We no longer walk blindly in our sins. Rather, His light shines and shows us our sins. Just a minute ago, I asked you to have a prayer before we took the Lord's Supper. Now, when it, those who are born again, when we went to the Lord in prayer, the Holy Spirit began to work on you right then. That's one of the beautiful things that we have because Jesus is the light in our life. That the Holy Spirit comes into our life and He begins to reveal sin in our lives that He wants to purge out of us. He wants to cleanse us of that. You know, I'm so thankful that God loves sinners. But He hates sin. He hates sin enough to send His Son to do what? To die on the cross for those sins. So He's here to help us. And that's what this light is all about. Is that this light is here to reveal sin in our life. But not only sin in our lives, the Holy Spirit comes and he, he reveals God to us. I'm still learning about God, amen? Every day God is always teaching me. I think on my last breath I'll be saying God is revealing Himself to me. He's always shining His light to us. What's, what's spectacular about this is that not only is He light, but in Matthew 4, verse 14, He says this about us. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Not only is Jesus light, we are light. Now how can that be? I can understand God, Jesus being light. Okay? I have a hard time understanding me being light. One, you know one thing I love about my house that I live in now? I can see the moon. Every time I go into the backyard and I have a dog, I constantly have to take out and bring in, take out and bring in. And a lot of times I'm standing there waiting. Y'all have dogs? Y'all know what I'm doing with that dog. Okay, I'm not sitting there watching him. You know what I'm doing? I'm looking for the moon. I'm, I'm looking to see where it's at. Do you know why I like looking at the moon? Because the moon reminds me of who I am. And God. You know, the moon has no light, right? Where does this light come from? Somebody tell me. The sun. Where does our light come from? The sun. Get to play on words now, right? Just like the moon receives light from the sun. S-U-N. We reflect the light of the S-O-N. And if you notice, if there's anything that interferes, gets in between the sun and the moon, what happens? 
the moon quits reflecting, you cannot see. Sometimes you see a half a moon, sometimes, sometimes you don't see the moon at all. Because clouds and everything else gets between us seeing it. But, and so, that's what happens to us when sin gets in our lives. We don't reflect as much. I'm not going to sing tonight, but there is a song that I like. You know what song I'm talking about? As a child, I used to stick my little finger up. Do you remember this? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it what? Okay, that's about all I'm going to go. Okay, we'll let, I don't never cross that line. I don't cross the line. Scott will do the rest, okay? I'll stay in my lane, he'll stay, okay? We'll just do that. But this little light of mine, my, what are we to do? We're to shine the light of God, of Jesus Christ. When people see you, if you're a born again believer, they should see Jesus. Some element of And that's what we're going to do tonight. As we light these candles tonight, I want to ask you, as you light your candle, that you will be prayerfully committing yourself to reflecting the love, the light of Christ in your world that you love. This lighting your light is a step of commitment of shining your light in Jesus Christ. So as your light shines, do we hide it under a bush? Oh no! Right? Isn't that the way the song goes? Bush. What? Hide it under a bush. Oh, under a bush. No, you don't do that either. <laughs> you let it shine, amen? Will, we, will you let your light shine for Jesus this year? This Christmas? Many of you will leave here and go to see family tonight, amen? Are you prayed up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you going to let your light shine? Come on, but let's get practical now. Okay? Because this is where God lives in the day to day. Are you going to let your light shine before men? Your brothers, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews, your daughters, your, your sons. Are you going to let your light shine? Okay? Well, we're going to have this time of commitment, okay? Scott and I, we're going to, I'm going to light this candle. And Scott's going like this. Maybe. And we'll go down the aisles. And this is the time of commitment. And I'm going to ask you, as you light your candle, that you just say a prayer to the Lord. And that you'll just begin to recommit your life to Him and shine for Him. salvation to ourselves. I'm going to ask y'all to please stand at this time. 
we're going to have a word of prayer and then we're going to close and sing. But I encourage you at the close of the song that you blow your candle out and then we have a, at, at, in the back, we want you to um, give your um, candle. They, they, we have it back there for you to discard your candles in the back. But let's go to the Lord in prayer this time. Father, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for saving us. We thank you for sending that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And we're thankful, Father, at this very moment, Lord, we can commit to reflecting Jesus to those around us. And Father, it is my prayer, Lord, Lord, that there's nothing in my life that will hinder me from reflecting your love, your patience, your joy, Father, your strength and forgiveness to this world. And I'm thankful, Father, that you've given us your spirit that has given us the power to be able to do the things that we just talked about. Lord, we as a family of God, we are your family. We're a part of your kingdom. And Lord, as we said earlier, Lord, we're thankful that you came in the past. But Lord, we know that you're coming back. And Lord, help us to stay faithful to you till you come. Lord, we know that you have a bright future for each one who's placed their faith and trust in you. Help us, Lord, to live like your kids. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together. We'll sing all the four stanzas of this great hymn. So uh, sing the last verse I can tell
As you're leaving tonight, if you would do us the favor of taking these and putting them back in the boxes, and also if you take the remnants of your Lord's uh, supper cups, and there'll be a place to uh, dispose of them there also. Aren't you glad you came tonight? Amen. Amen. I was going to listen. You need to go home and look up on YouTube Billy Graham, Cliff Barrows, and George Beverly Shea singing um, this little line of mine. You need to see that. You need to hear Dr. Graham's uh, famous uh, special part that he does. And I'm glad I learned today that Joe will neither uh, hide his light under a bush or 